And this this episode specifically, we talked a lot about like how uh, what can you do to be an ally? What can you do today, right now? Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to um, website blacklivesmatter.com slash partners. There is a list of organizations that you can donate to today um, to help the movement, to fight the power, um, have your voice be heard. Um, so yeah, blacklivesmatter.com slash partners. There's going to be a list of places you can donate there. Hello, fellow fumblers, and welcome to the 50th episode of the Film Fumblers podcast. Today, we are going to be reviewing Do the Right Thing, movie directed by Spike Lee and released in 1989. So without further ado, my name's Adrian. I'm Jay. I'm Taryn. What's up? It's James. 50 episodes, guys. Holy <laughs> shit. We're here. We out here. Mm-hmm. And we're all back together. Yeah. It's some... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Stragglers. Yeah. Our last, what, two episodes? And then um, next week's episode is going to be a little <laughs> bit. We're going to have a couple guests in, but it's, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. 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 Um, before we forget, let's jump into this very special. 50th shot. We've, we've taken a lot more than 50 shots, sadly, but. <laughs> It's kind of crazy to think. 50 shots, 50 movies. Oh, man. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Mm. The 50th shot does not get easier. Yeah. Uh, I did for me, brother. I just, like, I I just zenned that one. I was like, that one's going down smooth. I'm one with the shot. What are you guys drinking on the side? Um, I'm drinking truly strawberry tea. This weirdly tastes too much like tea. It's weird. But There's really no carbonation. In I was those about to ask right? about that. There is. There is. There is carbonation, but it's straight. It just tastes like tea. Like in yeah. a good way. It sounds like it'd be in a, a bad in, way. In a weird. In, in a weird way. More <laughs> bad than good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Jay? Truly's. Truly's the slice of Heffin from Taryn and I got oh, the yeah. uh, the champagne of beers, Miller High Life. Miller High Life. High Life. Great choice. Yeah. Yeah. Relevant Just for the movie. The, yeah, relevant to the show today. All right. Let's. Taste, yeah. How's it taste? Does it taste like the champagne of beers? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought Stella Artois was the champagne of beers because Dude, I thought it has that's like true. the little paper foil on top. I thought that was their tag. No, that that's Modelo, dude. It ha- the, the Stella has just the paper. Just the it's paper. Oh, Modelo has the foil. Modelo has the. It's like you're unwrapping a Christmas gift every time. So that's that's <laughs> the champagne of beer. That's I don't a, know about this. Yeah. This is uh, yeah. yeah. This is interesting. And it's a it beer. Tastes like high school. It <laughs> tastes like beer. high school. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Best served in a red solo cup with some hairs in it. And yeah, yeah. After, right after you pull a ping pong ball out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, do the right thing. Was this um, where we're continuing on our Black History Month? It's you know, still February, February twentieth as a recording. Was this your pick, Jay? I think this was yours, right? It was just like a movie so. that we had brought up, you know, 
Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. I guess you could call it my pick. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're saying it's your pick, and I hated All it, right. so I'm blaming. No, it's a lot, Jay. No, no, yeah, I, uh, I okay. no. I um, I knew about this movie, but I hadn't ever seen it, and like I knew of Spike Lee, and I've seen other things that he's done that I really liked. Um, oh, I've never okay. seen this, but I knew that it was in the Criterion Collection, so I assumed that it had some kind of like significance, right? Uh, whether it pertained to like saying something or showing something so yeah i i was excited to see it um didn't really know anything about it going in mm -hmm. honestly i i uh kind of i'd like to go in blind to the movies that i just don't know yeah. and uh yeah i mean honestly the the first half i so i watched this across two days for full disclosure but the first half I felt like it kind of dragged a bit like hmm. you know there was it, it moved a little bit slow but but it was all worth it in the end for me yeah mm. yeah I'll throw that out there to start no I feel that I, I remember like I, like watching this I was about halfway through and I was kind of just like okay so it's it's a movie about a neighborhood and I was kind of just thinking like where's the conflict you know like where's the character who needs to overcome something where's like the big uh, climax, and then I, and then it like towards the end, you're just like, oh, all of it is the conflict, like the, yeah. the whole thing, you know, like there's yeah. there's racial tension throughout the entire film, and like that is what that's like, you know, what takes the what takes the story of the movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I I I don't know, I didn't look this up, but like, you know, when we're talking about because it came out in 1989, right? So. Yeah. When we're talking about racial tension on this on the big screen, right? But from from the perspective of like a black person that has like lived through this, right? Because there were films at the same same year even yeah. that yeah. outperformed this film in the award shows. Which if you give a shit about that or not, right? Like, yeah. um, who explored like racial? I don't want to say tension. I would say uh, reconciliation. Relation yeah mm -hmm. from the wrong from uh, the wrong right quote unquote side right it was like from like white people like you know trying to make amends or something right oh, it was just kind of okay. weird yeah. and like this yeah. this felt like a real neighborhood and a real time and like a real people's lives right yeah because there yeah. was a lot of like kind of mundane things just going on like they would like yeah you know, homie works as a pizza delivery guy which by the way mookie i loved I fucking love Spike Lee's character. I yeah. thought that he did so good as yeah. an actor, like and to yeah. direct and like envision this whole thing, but also act in it. Yeah, I was, I was really, really surprised. blown away. Dude, he looks so yeah. young too. How He's old like thirty-two he or something. Thirty-two in the movie. Thirty-two in the movie. Wait, holy shit! I didn't think it was him because he's so young. He looks so young. Yeah, he yeah. looked yeah. like he's like twenty-two, like maybe yeah. like he early twenties. But he played it slick and smooth, and I was like, "Oh yeah, shit. yeah, I yeah. Have respect for him." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but going back to what I was saying originally, I I don't know if this kind of thing has been had been shown before this movie or not. I um, want to touch I, on that from yeah, like like an interesting. Knows. Well, so there was an interesting thing. Um, I'm just gonna read off a little interesting trivia I saw during the 1990 Oscar ceremony while announcing the Best Picture nominees. Kim Basinger caused some controversy when she ignored her script text and said, 
We've got five great films here, and they're great for one reason, because they tell the truth. But there's one film missing from this list that deserves to be on it. Because ironically, it might tell the biggest truth of all, and that's do the right thing. Damn. So, like, didn't she did not get she invited did. back after that. She, she said that, and it, like, it caused controversy. And, oh, she um, did say that. Yeah, okay. she said that, and it was like not on script. Like She, she yeah. was breaking oh, script for that. Okay. Yeah, it was an off nice. script. Nice. That's um, cool. But yeah, so I mean, it was on you know the public the, the public's mind, right? But it was one of those things where it was like, mm, do we talk about this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was it's so weird, yeah. dude. Like, why is that like? And it's still the same thing today. Like, why is it weird to talk about? Why does it feel? Dude, that's what's crazy. The thing I saw about this movie was, it was so controversial because people thought it was gonna cause like riots and shit from people watching yeah. it. It's insane. Yeah. It's like right? what? Like, yeah. That's like that's casual racism right like you know just assuming that like oh black people can't watch this without like going and causing a riot after you know yeah Yeah. like that's ridiculous and it in in itself like this is the thing that i think fucked me up the most honestly was that it even though there was elements like everybody's costumes right or what they're wearing like things felt aged but it didn't feel it didn't feel old (laughs) yeah the themes and stuff sadly have not changed (laughs) at all yeah, yeah. and if anything yeah. have just grown right which is like it's just insane and the thing that blew my mind the thing that blew my mind was this was like two years before rodney king happened oh shit. i think okay yeah which is like crazy but it's crazy to think about that's what sucks yeah. is like it was right after some other tragedies but it's like it it just happens too often. Like it's sadly just happens right. so often that it's like, yeah. No matter when this movie came out, it's like, oh, it's right before or after. It's like, fuck, man, this shit needs to fucking change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't want to like go there right away. Like I kind of want to, you know, build up to there. But I just <laughs> would like jump in at one point, right? Yeah. Like, right. So yeah. I just to start us off here kind of at the beginning the very beginning the before the yeah. beginning the universal intro right did you did you guys even watch that like it it looked so old that i was like okay like what am i getting into like i was a little uh, bit worried right oh, okay yeah. yeah and it goes into the opening credits which are just longer than shit right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And really it's, long yeah it's uh tina right and that's her character's name tina yeah. dancing mm-hmm to uh fight the power fight the power and it's like the whole fucking song like it's <laughs> yeah yeah and it's first, like the they're like, like on like a it felt like a, a play it felt it like, felt like, yeah, it was on like yeah. A definitely like on a set for sure it definitely like a music was on a set, video, right yeah. <clears throat> yeah um i i read that she did that they shot that scene for like eight hours she was yeah. dancing for like eight hours jesus why because so spike lee like wanted she was just like he didn't really give her like a direction on this he was just like okay here's a song just like dance to it and so she was just like dancing and then he was just like not getting what he wanted not getting what he wanted made her stay there for eight hours and that like in that time she was like this motherfucker is pissing me off like she was like feeling like hate and anger towards spike lee and so the yeah. moves that she was doing showed that. Oh. And when he got those wow. moves out of her, he was like, cut it. That's it right there. Perfect, dude. It's, dude. it's like, uh, okay, it's like another, a, go it's ahead, like the shining. It's like, like, 
Mm. Who, who was uh, Stanley Kubrick? Is that who did it? Yeah, The Shining. Yeah, yeah. With Wendy, where he's like torturing her. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Wasn't he like <laughs> kind of an asshole? But Jesus, yeah. Spike. Lee. Um, interesting thing about. So, do you, do you guys know how Spike Lee casted Rosie Perez for for Tina's role? Mm-mm. He so met her in the club, right? Yeah. So it's an interesting story. So he was Spike Lee was hosting a, like a birthday party at, at some nightclub, and they were doing. What sounds like a modern day like twerking contest essentially and <laughs> busted challenge. Perez, she got on top of a speaker and she started dancing on the speaker and Spike Lee was like, No, 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 like get down. He, he was like, You're gonna fucking fall and break your neck and then I'm gonna get sued. And so like he, <laughs> he had to get security to get her down and she was like fucking in his face, like fuck you, you know, like for like for doing that shit. And he and he started hearing her talk and hearing her go off on him. He's like do you want to be in a movie? Like, <laughs> That's amazing. There, which is such a cool way to be casted. Like that she Puerto was so Rican good. Uh, voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 she was great. amazing. Yeah, I wish she great. told people off. It felt so real. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. A lot of this movie felt so real. Like, yep. Like, like we said, yeah. like, it just felt like real life. Yeah, kind of going back to what Adrian said. Like he was like, okay, this is just about a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel like it was slow at all. Like, I was just like, I don't know, maybe it's me. I'm like so enthralled with New York and New York culture and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, for sure, enjoying every little bit of it. Like, it just, it was a treat to watch just, just the mundane life, the, the mm-hmm. one day. Like, you know, yeah. it was just, it was so yeah. cool to watch. Yeah, yeah totally so on your side. Yeah. How, how long was the movie? Like, Two hours, or... a little over two hours. Oh, like in the in the no world, like the actual in the film, in day the and a half day. maybe, yeah. two yeah. days. Yeah, and then the next day because it's like yeah. supposed to be like, like the hottest day of the year or something is when it happens. Oh, that's yeah. right. And then the next day was going to be really hot too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. really great. Which is a beautiful like thing, like where it's like you know, it's just going to get hotter. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. funny. It's it's like. The tensions of tensions the heat rising. just rising, rising, yeah. rising. Yeah. And right. and Samuel Jackson sadly says, you know, today is going to be hot too. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Has, nothing's changed really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can we Dude, talk? Sam Jackson. Yeah, I was just going to say, so can we good. talk for a, a minute just uh, about how how unexpectedly stacked this cast was? I was just mm-hmm. like, dude, like the. I did not expect to see uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Like I, I went into it like Jay, just completely blind. And then yeah. I was like, "Is that Martin Lawrence?" Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's yeah. his first movie, his, dude. Yeah, film first made, movie. Made yeah, you that I was just like, "Holy shit!" You got Martin Lawrence. I mean, um, Giancarlo Esposito. I maybe bitching oh, that yeah. name, but I, like yeah. from Breaking Bad, you know, and, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But. I was just like interesting to see him play another character because like I, he's in the boys he basically plays gus again and in mandalorian, mandalorian he's basically right. playing the same character again <laughs> the villain yeah. right yeah and, yeah so Far it's like interesting five, to see yeah Dude, interesting to see it, like this other he's so character. young i couldn't rec- i can't re- still like can't see it like in his face watching it i was oh, like really? i'm like damn yeah. like i don't see it yeah i, mean, I saw i looked him, up but... the i looked up the cast like as i was watching it like while i started watching kind of thing and I saw his face. I was like, no way he's fucking in this. And then when Bugging Out, his character came on screen, I was like, dude, that's it. I, I saw it right away. I just needed dude, and it's, yeah. it's such a contrast from what we know him from, right? Just because yeah. he's older and the shit he's been in, where he's very, like, 
oh well we'll just have to kill them right and then in there he's just <laughs> yeah. like all over the place like crazy yeah and yeah. it was just this ramen noodle cool haircut too. or whatever they call it dude i love it <laughs> oh, the glasses no. they're like perfectly circled i was like sick yeah sick. So <laughs> at 30 yeah. i mean 32 years ago from like what we know him third like third over 30 years like it's oh my god a lot, of, a lot of time to be in the business man you know yeah um yeah okay so sam jackson right he's the dj his character yeah. name is great what is it like mr senior love what is it mr yeah. senior love i feel like there's another word like love that. daddy love daddy senior love daddy yeah so he's he's an interesting an interesting guy in this movie right like his character yeah. is like kind of like a narrator kind of yeah like yeah you know yeah keeps things moving but Pretty he interacts neutral. with the characters directly yeah. too which is cool yeah uh, he's a dj right he's a radio dj so he's like kind of actively like both narrating to us the audience but also literally to the the neighborhood the like yeah. what's going yeah. on yeah he's like it's um, he's like talks as if they can hear him just like hey it's uh it's mookie coming down the street and all this stuff it's yeah, like, yeah. That's so yeah. cool he knows everyone's listening to, to yeah him. yeah knows. yeah i loved it dude i love that opening but yeah I, I just to address like the slowness part yeah but so it, it kind of starts out slow but i think i read that like spike lee want he basically the entire movie is just like boiling water right and it mm -hmm. starts off slow and it bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and bubbles and then it like goes insane and that's mm -hmm. the point right and so yeah. for that first half like i i was sucked in and i was like plugged in and like definitely was really liking it but it just felt kind of long i mean it, it didn't it, i didn't feel like a lot of time had passed it just felt like things were kind of dragging a bit yeah. Yeah. just because of like the you know the mundaneness of the neighborhood but like that's the point right like we're putting yeah. you into this place yeah where things like everyday things are happening which and... makes the sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i, I and i like that a lot yeah yeah it, but like <clears throat> so like the mundaneness of the entire movie like makes the the climax that much more powerful because mm -hmm. because this is this is like you know us coming from an outside outside perspective i i could imagine when like eric garner happened or something like that it was probably similar to this where it was just a mundane day until that happened you know until that right. big thing happened yeah and it's yeah. just an, a regular day it's a regular day for these kind of people where they have to deal with just the bullshit of life you know yeah, yeah. but and like in some ways you see like how they've adapted if that's the word like there's even though like this the the you know the circumstances around them are like shitty they still yeah. have this like strong sense of community that i've never had living in like yeah Denver, same you know? dude and it made me kind of jealous i was like damn yeah. i wish like i could just walk down the street <laughs> and what's up to all the homies literally everyone cool. well, we, yeah. i mean it's totally different circumstances we weren't all For living sure. on top of each other and everything yeah. like that True. yeah and it's but like new york it's, and all that shit. like the the dynamic between the community and and even like just like the animosity they had towards each other is like you know yeah. it's it's so fun to watch I, I mean it's heartbreaking to watch but but interesting to watch and like one thing that really stuck out with me was we can get into the uh the mayor's character yeah how he was uh 
he was kind of berated for being a drunk and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, I mean the mayor. I I I, I love the just the character building throughout the entire the entire movie where the mayor is like this drunk and everyone kind of just knows him that like knows him Mm -hmm. for that. And I feel like there's a level of, I mean, we've talked to, you know, just like how tight this community is, but there's just a level of like brotherhood where like, it almost seems like the people who hate him are just like, they're not, they're not really going to like do anything. You know what I mean? They're not really going to like, they're just like, they hate him. Like a brother hates his older brother. Like, like, you know, like the two Italian brothers where they're just like, fuck you, you know? Yeah. And his relationship with mother sister is like so great. And fun fact, they're actually married in real life. Um, or yeah. we're married. He's, yeah. he's passed on. Both of them, right? Yeah, but yeah, that's, when I learned that after, I was like, that is incredible. Like, that's why they probably yeah, had such yeah. a good chemistry. Chemistry, I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, well, <laughs> the, an interesting thing about those two characters, too, uh, they were both like activists, like very prominent activists mm-hmm. in this movement. But like, mm. They're not like, I don't know. The the thing that I read was basically saying like, it's interesting that they're there because both of them are kind of like characters who are like on the brink of kind of like moving on and like, you know, they're not. There's not much life left for them to live and stuff, which is like telling of their like activism career, where they spent a ton of time like advocating for a bunch of these things, and like just because of the way things were they didn't really move the needle as much as some of the other activists that are like prominent in this movie specifically right like mlk or malcolm x yeah but they were like very much so a part of this movement and so to even have them there was like a whole it was like a big thing um wasn't wasn't the guy with the speech impediment also really big in activism Okay, I, I wanted to talk about him, but I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. But I did want to ask, like, what you guys thought about that? Yeah, character. so he he was he was wasn't initially written into the the screenplay. Like, the actor who played him, um, his character name is Smiley. Smiley, yeah, yeah. Smiley. Name. Um, but yeah, uh, his name is Roger. Which are his Roger middle name Smith, um, <laughs> middle name something Smith, and then yeah, he he like talked to Spike Lee and just like wanted to, wanted to get a role in there, and I was like yeah. that's an interesting role to just throw in. Yeah, yeah, Not a role that ages very well, I think. I um, I think I think it was. Uh, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but I think it was important to. Because, like, you know, you're as the audience, you sort of get tricked into uh, believing that Sal is a decent person, especially when he gives yeah. him money and stuff like that. I think it was yeah. important yeah. for Sal's character development for him to be there. Okay. But also what? for him to get somewhat of the last laugh. Because remember, he's he's in the pizzeria with he, the fire match. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's something that I noticed about his character is like he seemed like the moral like standard, I guess, something like that. Like where mm. he was like the test for every character is like however this character interacts with this person is like how you should look at them in a certain way. Like like you're saying they tricked you into thinking Sal was like a good guy because he treated him well. But then like Spike Lee's character was kind of like being like a 
dismissive of them and stuff. And it's like kind of like whatever. Like, yeah, that's how yeah. it kind of felt. In the, I guess. in the same in the same way that I had that feeling when when all the neighborhood young dudes were dismissing uh, the mayor. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think yeah. the that's what that's what's interesting about this movie is that it's like a swinging pendulum of emotions because because there's really no like person you can entirely root for right Right. like everyone kind of has their faults which is that's what makes this so realistic because you get to see everyone and it's so fucking raw and and you you can't say that i mean you could like mookie but like mookie has his faults where he's not even really a good father he's kind of passive he's kind of a bum i mean like shitter at work i mean he does his shit like he's yeah he takes two hour breaks i mean not that i've ever done that (laughs) but um like you know like it's it that's what's like kind of weird about this movie is that there's no one to root for and then like that one person that you can almost see that's like hey this guy's kind of good in sal like you you eventually find out like yeah he's not he's he's still got that deep-seated racism and just you know just I I, I, okay i want to i want to disagree with you a little bit on sal's character so you said like we were tricked into thinking that sal is like a good character i don't know for me he felt like he he felt like one of the better characters it felt like he was almost he was almost like the moral compass of just like yeah like we're all fucking struggling and we're all just doing what we have to do to get by and like you know, I know you don't like, you know, he's t- telling his sons, like, I know you don't like li- like having our business in a black neighborhood, but like his monologue on, on talking about like, he's like, we've fed these people. Yeah, like, all I grew up on this. I loved that fucking scene, dude. He grew up on my, my food and he's like, and I'm proud yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. he, he definitely, he definitely like has a lot of love for this, for this neighborhood. Yeah. And a lot yeah. Of I, th- okay. I think, hold on real quick, I think. Yeah. We're tricked into thinking that he's like the best person, but he's like still kind of in the same place as everyone wow. else. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I kind of. Yeah, remember. and and like okay, so like I I wanna think that okay, so like he he's like oh yeah, we raised these kids, but it might come from a state of arrogance and um mm, okay a, a a perspective of arrogance and um what's the opposite of inferiority superiority superiority, superiority like, sorry like they owe us, they owe us yeah not not mm. that they owe us or anything but or, like yeah. but just like you know look look at how much we've done for them they've done nothing for us kind of not it's not that give and take relationship and and i think i think you but but the but the point of the movie is is i think spike lee is trying to uh let white people um relate to sal and then once he breaks the boom box that's when he starts yelling all these slurs and it's all this deep seated resentment that and it comes out it comes out and i think spike lee wants people people not of color to to take a look at their kind of hidden closet racism mm-hmm. and okay. i think that's why i still think sal is kind of bad you know because because deep down he's still he he blew up and and i know i know radio rahim was being a dick and everything was being a dick but you don't you know what i mean like yeah he's still 
he still he said still went, those words. He still sunk he to said, that level, right? Yeah, he still sunk to that yeah. level. He never, he, although he was trying to keep that moral high ground, even telling his son, "Hey, this is wrong." The uh, the closet, deep seated feelings he had, they came out, and, it, and it's ugly. But I, but I don't think. I don't know. I, th- this movie is like incredibly complicated, and and um, yeah. and, it, like, and it all. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, it it all. I think it all stems into something that's like this completely bigger issue that I really feel like Spike Lee was going for was like this systemic racism and the systemic oppression that's happening to all of these people, and it's yeah. And a lot of it is just like, you know, a lot of it has to do with race, but a lot of it also has to do with just poverty, with just not having a lot, right? Like all of these people in this neighborhood, you know, you have the Puerto Ricans, you have um, black people, you have white, you have Italians, you have um, the Koreans, Koreans, you know, like all of Mm -hmm. them are in this neighborhood and they're all relatively struggling, right? And it's when you look at it when you look at it at a very micro level you see them kind of turn on themselves and you see mm. racism from everyone shoo everyone like they have that whole yeah. monologue where they all yeah, yeah. is so fucking funny fun <laughs> fact Ice Cube featured one of that in one of his one of his songs like he featured oh, the no. monologue. yeah yeah and like you see all of them turning on each other and like yeah when you kind of zoom out and you see like they're like they're wrong at the they're they're mad at the wrong people right they're mad at this they're yeah. mad at the system the it. system has yeah. pitted them against each other <laughs> yeah, exactly goya being you know, eaten oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, the, yeah. the funniest line is is 15 in the car 30 in the apartment he says it to the puerto ricans <laughs> so it's like i don't know it's like you know Dude, my, in, in know, New York um, City, there's like a two bedroom apartment, and there's like fucking forty five people fucking <laughs> living. It. It's terrible, yeah. but it's so funny. Um, but but to go back to like you know the, just the the systemic issue is like the police aren't shown that much in in this film. They have a couple of parts, yeah. but I mean, really, like what really ignites everything is when Radio is killed by the police, and everyone so quickly turns on each other rather than, you know, just turning and being like, why the fuck did these cops just kill radio? Yeah. Radio didn't dare to die. Right. And, you know, they all of course had their, their struggle and their like their controversy within themselves, but you know, it's not like, it's not channeled at the right area. Right. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's complicated. And, and like, it brings up this discussion. It's like an interesting movie to watch. And it's, and, and again, like what we said in the beginning of the episode is like, it's sad how relevant it still is. 30 years later, dude. Yeah. You know, over 30 years later, and this is still such a relevant movie. Yeah. Alonso right. in the chat is saying this movie should have been like required viewing for the whole country or whatever. Like it kind of is starting to be. Like in high school, I saw some articles saying that some high schoolers have to watch it now. I watched yeah. it for the first time in college. I don't remember what class it was now. I don't I have no idea. But yeah, it's like, dude, yeah, like. I don't know. I agree with yeah, that yeah. sentiment. I right. mean, I think well, there's there's a lot that was just said, so I'm gonna try to like pick through it. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Basically, like no, no, no. It, this is good. I mean, it, there's a lot happening, right? So, so the the smiley, right? Let's go back to smiley for a sec. Okay. 
the what i what i kind of took but also read a few things just because i was really curious about this character was so he's constantly you know walking around with these pictures of of mlk and malcolm x civil rights activists trying to sell them and shit right and and his views on things are like basically always like the right views right or like you know he's got like good intentions seems like a good guy right and uh what I had read was that he's he's the character who has he has a stance and a way of like thinking about these things that he wants to get out, but he's the only character who can't ever get those opinions heard correctly mm-hmm. or in the right way, right? But he's the one who has the most solidified, you know, views on those things, which is really interesting because like Mookie and Bugging Out basically represent mlk and malcolm x respectively right right mookie's very much non-violent where bugging now is not afraid to boycott and do some crazy shit even though they're both going for the same goal right which is where the title of the movie do the right thing it comes into play where it, it gets really interesting like okay do the right thing does the do part carry as much weight as the right thing part like they're both going for the same goal but they're trying to achieve it in different ways malcolm x was not afraid to use violence he was not he he used it more as a tool than anything else right like he wasn't afraid for you know so-called riots or or displays of aggression and stuff as a way of like bringing uh eyes to a problem right yeah whereas martin luther king was very much like pacifist leaning nonviolent, but they were they were after the same thing and yeah. so when mookie breaks that kind of with his when he throws the trash can through the window right at his own place of work like it's it gets hard you're just like okay is he i thought oh, I, I thought he was gonna like hit it and be like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't know what was happening. I was so naive. Yeah. I was like, but again, oh, like do the right do the right thing is is a uh, the movie title comes from a quote from Malcolm X. Is you've got to do the right thing. Because the yeah, quote. yeah, yeah. And but when he but you know but again he's he's throwing a trash can at a window. Like he's not necessarily being violent. He's just like doing something to get people to like pay attention right hey shit is happening right here yeah he's mad But then it like spirals because you know like that's that's just like the way that you know you can attract eyes to a problem and that and this is like a thing that a lot of people that i was reading about about this stuff right like a lot of researchers into like uprisings and things like that yeah have come to basically the conclusion that like you know when these things happen, when things like what happened in Minneapolis, when things like what are happening across the country, across the world right now, right? Because it's not just here in America. Like, things are happening all over the place that are fucking insane. And people are uprising in, like, you know, violent ways, physical ways, really. Yeah. And what the win is, is not like, the win is not, oh, the system has changed. The win is the eyes are on this thing now right yeah Yeah. people know that shit is happening that's the win yeah yeah and they kind of take it you know you take it one win at a time and so the way that they kind of like explore all of those things 
through these very complex characters and sal sal is a complex fucking character like the whole time you are kind of like yeah he doesn't seem like a bad guy and even at the very end you're like he doesn't seem like a bad guy but he is kind of a piece of shit right and when he was like here's 500 bucks or whatever i was like okay get the fuck out of here but then they're like still cool at the end <laughs> yeah. i owe you yeah. 50 bucks you know it's so it's yeah. so weird he shows and he up takes in the rest of the money he takes yeah. the rest of the money he shows up in in his uniform did you guys notice he's wearing yeah. like yeah. sal's yeah. famous pizzeria on the back of his shirt like nothing yeah. fucking it's, just, it's a isn't he wearing a isn't he wearing a baseball jersey the like while he's like working jackie whole, robinson yeah, yeah. Dodgers, yeah, which is a whole other thing. Jersey before that, he's he's got the yeah the Jordans jersey. He's got the Jackie Robinson jersey, which is a gripe Um, here because oh boy. Although okay, he's from New York. He's a Knicks fan, and he's wearing Jordan's jersey. That is fucking sacrilege because he beat our fucking ass all the fucking time. You can like your team and the fan. goat, dude. It's okay. No, fuck. Recognize no. him. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> but it becomes as I, as I hide my Jordan jersey. Oh my I hide god. My Jordan jersey. <laughs> okay. It becomes no, important no. <laughs> because of the thing. The one piece is it's almost even a little throwaway is when he when they run into the white guy who owns the brownstone, right? Oh, it's yeah. a Larry Bird Boy, jersey. Yeah, and Larry he's rocking Larry Bird. Larry Bird yeah. White man. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I was yeah. I was born in Brooklyn. There's like, like, oh, get out of here. That show is funny. It's like, funny. Yeah, the movie is funny. Like, Dude, you can't really yeah. go around that. But it's yeah. like sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's so funny. And the the other piece of, of the sports stuff, right, that was really interesting is John Tuchero's character, which we haven't talked about him being in this movie. Which person is that? Know, He's one of the brothers, the Italian brother who was also in the Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the older um, brother. The older brother. He, when he is talking to Mookie about his favorite athletes. Yeah. Right? He's going into all that racist shit, and Mookie's like, "Who's your favorite athlete?" And he says like Magic Johnson or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic Johnson, right? And everything he names after that is Eddie Murphy. Blackboard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Who's your favorite yeah. actor? Eddie Murphy. Who's your favorite artist? Prince. Yeah. They're not real black like, people. Oh my god, that shit was so yeah, annoying, dude. So that, that's how people i know it's oh, fucked yeah. up. it's 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 I, I think when everything was going down with um in the last year or so somebody posted something like hey man you like think about like your favorite artists you know yeah like how would you feel if they were choked to death in the middle of the street and you know yeah. is is that what is that what's gonna take for you to start finally seeing what the hell's happening to black people yeah you know and 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 going back to your your thing about like do the right thing and it's like it's interesting to like see you know we we can't even have colin kaepernick kneel because yeah it's seen as the wrong thing and then you know you didn't fucking listen to us now then and now we're you know now we have to take it to extreme lengths Right. And now yeah. you want to listen to us and call us barbarians. So it's like, it's this fucking well, it, never yeah. winning cycle. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. it, and it brings up this interesting thing that, that um, Martin Luther King talked a lot about, about like the white moderate. And like, now that I'm thinking about Sal's character a little bit more is like Martin Luther King kind of talked as, as you know, like the, the white moderate is like, 
one of the biggest things hurting us as a movement, like as a civil rights movement, like the the people who the white people who will just turn a blind eye, right? And like if you watch movies throughout, you know, the fifties, sixties, seventies, like you'll you'll see a lot of that in just the the white people who are just like, well, I'm not racist, but like I'm just not gonna Yeah, it's not happening to me, so I'm not gonna like worry about it. Because it's it's so easy, right? It's so easy to just be like, well, it, I'm I don't have to worry about that. Like it's not happening in my neighborhood, and like those are those those are the people who are standing idle, standing idly by, like watching this stuff happen. And like that's that kind of is the, um, like the uh, or like the the character of Sal is like, you know, well, like. I live in a black neighborhood, or like I have a business in a black neighborhood, and they're kind of paying my bills, and like eh, I'm not really going to pay attention to like the the struggle, right? Yeah, yeah. So, That's like yeah, yeah. Like the quote that pops up a lot is like, "It's not enough to be not racist; you have to be anti-racist. Like you can't just yeah. let it go yeah. on. You have to fucking stand up for it." Right. Yeah, yeah. And that was the really like it, I had to think a lot about like bugging out beef with the whole thing right was like yeah. you know yeah sal owns a place there's only italians on the wall but black people go in and spend their money here like they're the reason yeah. that you are even open the reason the roof's up. which is which is interesting because i think uh spike lee said that he agreed with sal's take oh that, that. <laughs> he could put whatever he wrote yeah, the I, you, you get your own fucking pizza place and put up your own but, fucking but thing. I think like I think I read that. Issue to explore, yeah. right? Is ownership the idea of ownership, and who yeah. owns and who works for, and you know who is just like caught up in it, right? Yeah, Which who's like, keeping the lights on? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's a hard. Yeah, there's no freedom here. <laughs> yeah. That's what he tells yeah. him. There's no freedom here. I'm the boss. Go to the boss. Yeah, pizza. yeah. <laughs> That's like what people try to fight about. Like, oh, like free speech and all this shit. It's like, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but you can't say it here. Like, I don't like that's my power that I have to not let you say this dumb shit in my restaurant yeah. or whatever. You know? Yeah. Which is kind of what he's doing. Not really, but. <laughs> it's, it, it, and I don't want to take away from this conversation. If, if if anybody has anything else to kind of tack on to this, go for it. No, there's there's so much to say there. I mean, like, yeah, we could talk know, about this for talk about it. It, it, It's an issue that it's yeah. sad how relevant it, it is and it's going to continue being. Oh, God, who is, um, who is the, let's see. Sorry, I'm... I need to look up this one character from Saturday Night Live. Um, Michael Shea. He has this great bit on on his his like quote unquote like race jokes where he's like, it's the same, it's the same reason Mariah Carey wrote um All I Want for Christmas is you, is like because it com- it's always gonna be relevant. It comes back every year. That's why I write a race joke. Is this oh. always fucking relevant? And like that's the sad reality of it. It's just like, yeah, we're always we're talking about this this movie's over 30 years old and we can relate too strongly to these issues so that i can't breathe to the choking out to the to the modern day lynching of a black man you know like it's yeah it's heavy it's heavy and Mm -hmm. um, i read a quote from i think it was a critic or somebody talking about this movie 
and they said and it was like uh from like a recent time like last couple of years and they were like yeah the only thing that needs to be updated in this movie is the list of names at the end and i was like ah god like fucked me up yeah um but so let's try to switch gears a little bit i want to talk about uh some more positive notes that this movie had and i think that this movie did really well was the comedy like this movie is funny like i watched this movie alone and i was bawling like (laughs) it's so funny man like dude um specifically uh oh what is his name um Sweet Dick Willie. Yeah, I was gonna say. Robbie speaking Dick of Michael Willie. Shea, that guy reminded me of, of him so much. Like he kind of has the same yeah. like mannerisms as him. Willie or Willie, he has the best fucking one line. It's like if Mike Tyson been dreaming about whooping my ass. He better wake up and apologize. Like it's just. That's like, so I wrote funny. that shit down. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. It's so funny. It's like, <laughs> and and what I read, like all of the the scenes of of those three three cast members were, were improvised like all of them were just like them so fucking oh, man. <laughs> just that banter is fucking it's perfect some, yeah it's probably the funniest banter in the entire film and it's like every time they're on screen it, it's so great and it's just like such good yeah. character building and it's them like giving each other shit like i'm gonna do fucking shit like yeah gonna, you know. yeah yeah <laughs> uh a quote i have from the the mayor right which I wanted to say this earlier and I kind of forgot, but like the idea of him being the mayor of this neighborhood when the city has a mayor, right? It's yeah. a whole telling thing. Mm-hmm. But when he goes into the store to get his Miller High Life and they don't have it, so he has to get the Miller Light and he bags it, that shit was hilarious. But the thing that he says is like, I took it as a nugget of wisdom. He was like, you asking a lot for a man to change his beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> Real. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good. My favorite. Okay, and like we're talking about fucking relevancy. Uh, the one dude is talking about the polar ice caps melting. Oh, oh my god! Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. We're talking global warming while Texas is freezing its fucking yeah. ass off this weekend. I believe in global warming. I believe in climate yeah. change. If when Texas freezes over, it literally just happens. Like, all right. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like um. Cool. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be floating around on my boat. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna throw you guys a lifeline. You got no boat or whatever. He's like, <laughs> he's like how are you gonna get a fucking boat? <laughs> yeah. So good, yeah. man. It's, yeah. It's See, like, on each other. Like that's that kind of stuff is why this movie did not fucking drag at all, dude. Like, I feel like it was so yeah. good in every yeah, character's yeah. banter they, was fucking solid. I but, agree. They. They put that, they spaced it out well. I mean, I maybe the first line I was just tired. I don't know something about it. Felt, sure, sure. No, I, I feel you. Out. I think I think it takes some time to understand what's going on, what worry. the real conflict is in this film, and like what, yeah. like where are we going? And and you realize like, oh, it's it's the system. Like mm-hmm. it's just all of it. Yeah. Like all of it's a conflict. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, touching on some cinematography aspects here, so the use of color right really Beautiful. cool lots of red lots of warm colors which yeah purpose to go with the hot temperatures the rising tensions staying away yeah. purposefully from blues and greens because they're 
to cooling. Yeah. Like the the dudes who banter are against that a red real brick. red wall. Yeah, like, dude. It's mm -hmm. always present. It's always warm, and it makes you kind of feel. I don't know. Feel a little heat. Feel a little. <laughs> I, to add to that, I was I was I watched this movie in the morning, and I was drinking coffee. And I was just listening to Samuel L. Jackson, like, it's going to be another hot one today. And I was just like, I was like, man, I don't want coffee. It's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. They even um, used heat lamps to get that. Um, that like, you know, when you, I was like, everyone yeah, is like, sweaty, uh, dude. Everyone's yeah. sweating. Everyone's sticky. Yeah. But like uh, the the heat lamp does the little a wave. Like, in the yeah, oh, right. Heat waves. Yeah. 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 Um, they also use a lot of Dutch angles. You guys know what those are? Like the it's where they tilt it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Especially yeah, on so uh, Radio Rahim, dude. A lot on him. Yeah. Okay. So, interesting things here, right? They do that a lot, but they but it gradually gets more drastic, right? Like the angle the of it. You that you see are before the the radio gets smashed and everything happens. Yeah. And they're very like hard hard tilt right mm -hmm. but what was really cool what was really cool and i know that there's one specifically on radio raheem but i know that they do it a lot is when they would they would totally pan to just a full front shot narrative view like when radio raheem goes on his monologue about the love and hate oh yeah it's mm. in front it's front and center it's looking right at him and they did that a lot. And then it it's I like mean, one take, it backs out, and then Spike Lee's still standing there, like as if he was exactly, talking to him. Exactly. So good. I loved that. Every time they did that, yeah. I was like, fuck, this is sick. This mm -hmm. is sick. Yeah. And when those things were happening, because they, they, it kind of happens early on and kind of bleeds into the later yeah. parts of the movie, I was, because initially, right, the first 20, 25, 30 minutes, I was just like, I don't understand why this movie is so <laughs> praised. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, even though halfway through it did feel a little drag for me, I I started to understand. I was like, okay, they're doing a lot here. There's a lot happening. And it just got, like, so much more insane. Dude, um, shout out to one camera movement, I guess, technical thing that I loved. I don't remember whose apartment it was. It might have been Mookie or something. It's, like, in their apartment, and it just zooms out, out of the window, and then turns to, I think like, it was mother-sister's. Was it? Oh, yeah. Sisters. yeah. That shit, it just zoomed out of the apartment all the way down to the street. And I was like, holy fuck, that was one take. So cool. Yeah. And in 1989, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's Beautiful. awesome. Beautiful. Um, another great camera thing when uh, it's the scene where Radio Rahim gets murdered and it, like, kind of it gives you a view of everything, right? The firemen are coming, the police are coming, the building's on fire, people are like all over the place, and then it goes to Mookie and then it just zooms in on him on the curb. Mm. And it just zoom, 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 zoom. Where he's like realizing all the things in his head is just like this shit is fucking crazy. Like, you know, the thoughts that he must be processing in that moment. And I think that's when he makes the decision to throw the trash can. Yeah. Um, but like all this shit is happening around him, you know, and it just like and people walk in front of the camera and stuff, and it just like keeps zooming on him. And I was just like, "Fuck, this is cool. This is good." Like, it, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It felt, I don't know. It felt different. It felt different than anything I had seen in a long time, yeah. mm -hmm. in like a good way, right? Like, yeah. It kind of can, like, and I feel like that's a very fine line. Like, you can do that poorly, and it'll be shitty. 
but they didn't do it poorly and it worked like really well mm -hmm. um yeah i think that was it for camera stuff that i noticed but I mean, it's not i guess technically a camera thing but just the way that they weren't afraid to just keep the camera on radio rahim he's like after he fucking died like the way he's just like limp yeah. like getting carried to the car and stuff is like oh my god like is he dead like why are you showing me him so much like it's so brutal <laughs> to watch you know i mean it and that's kind of the thing is like that's the that's the thing about just like the white moderate right it, and like why this movie is important and like why people need to watch this is like you can't go away yeah you can't just and pretend that this isn't happening mm -hmm. here it is yeah. and it was, it was laid out right in front of you and there's no there's no getting around this like this is happening this is what america is and this is this is a problem <laughs> like right and we need to know that it is mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah yeah and there's a good i i don't know if it's a line or just kind of the vibe but the next day when you know it there's kids playing in the street and shit right it's just like a normal day life is back to normal goes ah, it's crazy but there's so, a there's gonna a be point, another scorcher there's mm -hmm. a point where and i don't know if it's the mayor or maybe it's uh mookie or one of them there's just a sense of like they're kind of talking about like yeah the pizza shop was burned to the ground or whatever and someone is like but we're still standing. yeah that's like, and there's a sense yeah. of pride of like that's yeah that's the mayor and uh mother sister he's like i hope the neighborhood's yeah. still standing and she's like well we're still standing like that's all that yeah. matters you know yeah fuck. i was like fuck yeah that was, was a good big. scene dude i mean the whole ending is just and even like you know you there's just so much more even after radio Raheem dies and gets taken away like and then it goes to the next day there's still so much more happening that you're just like fuck mm -hmm. it's like 30 45 minutes of just like okay the water is fucking boiling the heat has peaked and we are just gonna send you through this shit and it's rough yeah yeah all right boys i think we're rounding out around an hour here do we have any rounding thoughts that we want to get off before we jump into reviews uh we didn't talk about uh thinking the right nipple and the left nipple at all <laughs> with the ice cubes <laughs> um Interesting thing. I don't know. That's all I had to say. Rosie Perez did not want her face in that scene because it was very. It, it was apparently a very difficult scene for her to shoot. She was like crying and like just really not happy about being nude on camera. Um, but not, later on, in her, <laughs> don't later make her. What the fuck? Well, Sorry. later on in her film career, she was just like she she had been nude on camera like in, in other films and stuff. Yeah, it was like something where she was like, I'll, you know, I'll do it if like, I don't want to go in that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we could just say it's 1989. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that as you will, but. Uh, kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird, yeah, no, but, it, but, it, but an interesting scene nonetheless. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, one great little thing, and I don't, I don't know. Okay, it's right at the beginning where he like leaves the apartment for the first time. And I think they're like Jehovah's Witness or something, right? Are coming up to him, mm -hmm. and he just like walks out of the gate, 
and like they say like one word. Oh, like, hell no! And yeah. It just keeps <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I remember that, but I was like, yeah. the amount of times I've wanted to do this, but I just haven't. Like, <laughs> yeah, live vicariously through Mookie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Let's let's jump right into our ratings. I think I think we're about ready. I haven't went first in a very long time. I feel like I'm ready to take this over. Oh shit! Take it, by the rights. Um. Okay. So <laughs> going into this movie, I remember thinking, like, okay, moving from 1989, and I remember I was trying to watch this, but my internet was shit at the time, and it was like lagging at the intro scene. And as we've said, the intro scene is like five minutes long. It's like far. <laughs> I'm not watching this goddamn movie right now. So, like, when I actually booted it up and had a solid connection, there was this this uh, thing that was just like, oh, man, like, I just have to watch. It, it almost felt like a chore. I'm going to be honest. It almost felt like a chore. And as the movie started progressing, I started laughing, and I just, the character development, like, just the way the characters are so so themselves and you you just learn so much about the characters and the film takes place over what two days a day and a half you know it's it's not that long but you know so much about the characters and so much about like how they relate to one another and it's just such good world building like the story was just so well written and for the most part pretty well acted i think you know it was good. It was a, it was a solid B on acting. I think overall, like it wasn't, you know, blown out of the water, but it was it was solid. Um, yeah, and and you know, as we've talked throughout this this episode, it was like, where is the conflict? I think the first half of the movie, you're really looking for it, and you're like, okay, who who is going to run into some big task? Is Mookie's character going to just be like, oh shit, like I have to like, you know, my girlfriend's pregnant again, and like, how do I make the mortgage payment? Or like. Where where's the big conflict? Where's the big problem that needs to be resolved? But throughout the film, you just kind of realize like this is just a movie about a neighborhood and about all of these uh, races. This this um, this melting pot of people. You have Koreans, you have Puerto Ricans, you have Italians, you have Blacks. Like it's just all of these people like like coexisting, and it's how they how their relationships are with one another. And when you zoom out, you see like when you're when you're looking on a micro level, you're seeing their tensions between one another. And then when you zoom out, you see the bigger picture issue of the systemic problem and the problem being poverty and being, you know, being a minority. And it, it's a movie that will take you through it'll make you laugh like it's fucking it's it's really funny and it can also dive into like these really deep-rooted issues that are way more relevant today than they really should be and i don't know it's so important it's it's just it's such an important movie i think everyone ought to watch it and it's just it's just really good um so with all of that being said this is definitely hall of fame worthy this is a solid 9.25 for me whoa nice so that's where i'm at with it who wants to I take, take it if nobody 
Hey, Jay. It's burning. Yeah. You should take it. All right. I'll take it. Hey, Jay. I'll take this one. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of those points. I mean, it's, it's a movie that you don't want it to be relevant 30 plus years later. And then when you realize that it might even be more relevant, it's just like, are we regressing in these things? Like it's fucking sad. And, and even like the, the people that they kind of, they kind of portray, you know, like the big ideas through like MLK and, and Malcolm X, like, you know, when is the last time that we've had people like that? Like in, like they all end up, they personally end up dead, which is like fucking bullshit. Right. Like, and the ways that they end up dead is fucking bullshit. Like we haven't even gone down that road and it's, it's insane. Yeah. And like, mm -hmm. you know, just to have these problems continue over like the color of people's skin. It's just, it's so fucking sad. Like, yeah, I know I'm the one that gets emotional during movies, but like this movie is funny and you, you're lighthearted. It feels a little lighthearted and then it just hits you like a truck. But at the end, for some reason, when they show Martin Luther King's quote and then Malcolm X's quote, mm -hmm. I just dude. lost it, dude. Yeah. I lost it. I was like, I cannot believe that this is still a fucking problem. Like, I, for some reason, and like, who am, you know, who am I to even feel that way? Like, how does it feel to be like a black person in America in 2021? Like, it's, it's something that none of us would ever know. But like, for some reason, I was just, I just fucking lost it. I was like, this is too much for me right now. Can't handle it. And, uh. Yeah, I mean it's a beautiful movie. It's it's shot well, it's acted well, it's written well, and it's funny. And it, but they like get to the root of, of issues, and it's controversial, which is a good thing. Like, mm -hmm. if you're controversial, then you're doing something right. Nine times out of ten, I would say, right? And like, it's just I don't know. It's a movie that I don't even really know how to rate. Like, I didn't watch the movie like usually i watch a movie and then i'm like okay this was a whatever score but with this one i just i saw you the quotes and i was just oh. like yeah i was just like i don't even know what to fucking do with myself right now like i, I still like, don't know i like, still don't know yeah i watched it like <laughs> during like my lunch break at work and it ended and i was like i don't even want to go back to work <laughs> i need to go do something right <laughs> and uh yeah so like just the the way that it made me feel like i just knew in like my heart of hearts that it was a good movie i immediately bought the criterion version nice that's <laughs> a good cover too because it, nice. it's like it's it's i don't know i don't even know how to explain it it's like something it's timeless and it's not right there's like elements of age but there's a lot that hasn't and it's just weird it's a weird surreal experience especially for where we are in as a country as a people right now mm. and uh 20d batteries dude 20 D how much money is that, that jesus christ boom box that's probably a lot of money if we're being real that's crazy anyway, but sorry for me i don't know dude i agree <laughs> with Adrian. i think it's hall of fame i think it has to be like a 9.4 for me 
and I was oh, like, holy moly. That out <laughs> in the moment. Nice. Cool. So 9.4 out of J. Who wants to go next? Taryn, James? I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Does the nose um, goes and then just like, no. I'll go. <laughs> yeah, nose goes. I go. Right, right, right. Um, this movie is, I don't know, I live for those colors in this movie. Like, for me, like, I know I know, it's supposed to feel hot, but I was, I mean, it's been cold here. So, like, <laughs> I was cold and I was watching that and I was like, that looks so comfy. And so Being warm, nice. eating ice cream, you're like, mm. Yeah, drinking a fucking Miller brother. <laughs> um this movie is incredibly complicated and everything is feels so tight. Feels very tight. Um That was a long pause. Um <laughs> My internet went out. Oh God! <laughs> Try to gather my thoughts. Um, maybe you should have went. Um, yeah. Uh, just the shots, the colors, everything that went into this movie, that just made it feel so authentic. Like this was what Queen and Slim was missing. Dude. I think, okay. I think wow. Queen yeah. and Slim. I think Queen and Slim showed the community over like a vast majority but there's nothing like a neighborhood there's nothing like just really getting to know a little bit about everybody i think we kind of didn't talk about sal um mookie's sister when he go when she mm. goes into sal's shop wow. which i thought was very important i've read a quote where you you love our women but you don't love our men kind of thing yeah oh my god you know where you 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 kind of sexualize black women women of color but you don't love their men you know and i think that was kind of apparent with sal and mookie's sister and you know it's i think it's it's apparent today um just just so many different layers to this movie it's not entirely black and white i think it's just a ton of gray it's a it's a boiling gray goop that's just <laughs> ready to overflow and man you, you you can't hate on uh samuel jackson as this overarching god uh, like, <laughs> it's like yeah. it, it's it's just like man the the whole racism montage is fucking incredible and he's like you guys need to cool yeah. down. Dude, he, he slides across the room in his chair. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, you know, they're breaking the fourth wall, talking directly into the camera. Yeah. And it's just so funny. Like, you, you just kind of see how everybody has their animosity towards somebody else when, yeah, when in reality the the system is is stacked against them, you know? You see the people on the side of the corner mad that the koreans got their chance when when the fact it, or i don't know i don't want to say it's a fact they probably were fucking escaping poverty in korea yeah. just to fucking get a break here you know yeah, right. and it's just it's it's just interesting to see it just you know you never know what's going on uh in somebody's backyard you're always so focused on on what's going on with your life and 
yeah, this movie makes you think an incredible lot of things. It's just, it's just so uh, intense, so many layers, so complex. And I, 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 I don't know what to rate it. I feel like the things that I'm saying should make it a nine, but I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I believe it's a nine. Um, Say what you feel, James. 8.8. Okay. Leaving the same dream alive. There you go. I don't feel bad now. Do the math. What do I have to give it? To... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, give it what your heart desires. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, I'm just kidding. It might be our 50th episode it doesn't have to be hall of fame but Terry, damn, i totally forgot it was the 50th episode oh i also i i, I didn't get to talk shit about spike lee enough uh oh never oh. wear the bulls jordan bulls jordan jersey i think this was this was <laughs> oh, years before michael no. jordan just like totally fucked yeah every year but they didn't have the on, yeah. they didn't even put jordan's name on it They're, they won't even go all the way you know it's okay what was his last team? The Wizards? It doesn't matter. It is the Wizards. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, baseball. <laughs> team no, baseball. That was, that was in between, I think. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Taryn, take it away. Oh, at? man. Okay. So I'm going to, before I forget, I'm going to go off of what James was talking about, like the Korean family. It's like that kind of stuff. Like his scene where he's like, we are the same. Like we are all fucking struggling, dude. He's like, like that I'm was black. <laughs> that was a little weird but i got it we got it you know it meant like it meant like i'm an ally like i'm not yeah i'm not your enemy right it's just like fuck man like everyone enemy number one yeah (laughs) everyone's struggling in their own way you know it's like yeah you don't fucking nobody knows what's going on behind the scenes like james said it's like i don't know i love that scene just get that out of the way this movie is so masterful in so many ways dude like this movie did not drag for a minute i was like fuck dude it's two hours oh my god i gotta watch it you know like that normal shit but it's like holy fuck it flew by the acting was so good the banter like the all the dialogue between everyone like was so good it was so realistic a lot of it improvised a lot of it improvised yeah yeah it feels like yeah i could see it like it's just it's just so real dude Mm mm-hmm like it's just crazy to me how much of a sense of community this movie makes you feel you know what i mean like you get like this whole area like it makes it feel like nothing outside of this neighborhood exists like you know what i mean everyone in this movie is like in this neighborhood and they're all interacting with each other and they're not worrying about like the outside of this neighborhood it's like like a closed system yes just then yeah yeah and I love that. Like, it made it feel so real, but also so, like, a little fantastical in that, like, this is the whole world. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah. all they have to worry about, so it's, that's all we're going to see. But then, like, the cops come in, and, like, that feels, like, so different, like, obvious, like, uh, on purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like, just watching all the different kids and stuff playing in the water is just, like, we get that line, like keep your showers down to a minute blah 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 run out of water all this shit and like they're just having so much fun it's like how could you fucking stop this and the cops come up and fucking oh my god that shit in new york city they did it so much that 
the fire department actually added a certain spigot to allow it to flow like a waterfall. Oh, like oh, that's to cool. promote it? Like yeah. To that's cool. It? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, In New York water. City. So I don't, I mean, that was, that was a long ass time ago too. <laughs> Plenty of water on out of the planet. Hudson anyway, dude. Fuck water 2021. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, Darren. Sorry. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. And then like, just the whole movie just feels like this weird dream, like dreamlike area. And then like at the end, it just comes crashing down and it's just so real, especially now with George Floyd. I'm just like, God damn it. Why is this so relevant? It makes me so mad, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Like, there's nothing I could say to make it sound as good as it does in my head or as what you guys have said. It's just like. It's just so upsetting that this is still relevant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But as a movie, like, it's just done so well. Like, I could see why it's in the Criterion, why it's, like, this big thing, why I had to watch it at school, like, all this stuff, like... Yeah. It's great. It's really fucking good. Which is surprising, because Spike Lee did fucking Old Boy remake, and that's shit. (laughs) Sometimes you need a paycheck, brother. Now, 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 um... There we go. They, I forgot my Spike Lee. They can't all be here. here. <laughs> they can't all be here. Here we go. All right. Wait, so your hatred has nothing what? to do with this movie? Like his acting or nothing? That's what I thought it might have been. No. No. I it's I just Old Boy. Old boy it's, it's, the, it's the New York Knicks and the Old Boy remake. Yeah, that was Alonzo's joke because it's always like a Spike Lee joint and, this was, and Old Boy was a Spike Lee job. <laughs> Spike Lee paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. You got to get that money somehow. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Derailed your review. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no, it's okay. it's okay. Yeah, speaking of Fight the Power, dude, that's so- the Public Enemy song. The use of that Public was so Enemy fucking. Number one. Yeah. I was so surprised that, according to Wikipedia or whatever article I fucking read, was this movie kind of blew them up, blew Public Enemy up. I was like, damn, I thought they were just huge already, but mm. yeah, cool. I know. Shout out to them, fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm so lost now. Different, all these derailings, bro. Fuck. You're good, brother. You're good. My bad, dude. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is your fucking. Blame Spike, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for old boy. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just. It's just, it, yeah, like you said, it makes me feel so many things. It's just, I love when movies do that, dude. Movies are empathy machines, and this is a very good example of that. So uh, I guess I'll rate it now, and I try don't know what's rated, but hopefully it makes Hall of Fame nine point one. Nine point one out of ten, which brings us to our fiftieth episode. Makes it into the Film Fumbler Hall of Fame, a collective nine point one three seven five. So nine point one four. Got it in there. So we Easy are clap. at a yeah 9.14. Uh, made it into the Hall of Fame. Nice. 50 episodes down. Fucking thank all of you. <laughs> thank, thank everyone who is in the stream right now watching us live. Thank you if you're watch or listening or watching this on YouTube, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Apple, anywhere you're listening. Thank you guys so much. We would not be here if we didn't have a couple of people listening at least. <laughs> um, if yeah, you miss and... if you miss the beginning, we did a game show. I'm gonna put that on YouTube. Go watch it. It's really fun. Yeah, we had such a good time. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, so much fun all around. And this this episode specifically, we talked a lot about like how uh, what can you do to be an ally? What can you do today, right now? Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to um, website blacklivesmatter.com slash partners. There is a list of organizations that you can donate to today um, to help the movement, to fight the power, um, have your voice be heard. Um, so yeah, blacklivesmatter.com slash partners. There's going to be a list of places you can donate there. Um, anyway, next week we will be reviewing Get Out. Jordan Peele. I'm so glad. I, I would have felt so bad if we didn't do a Jordan Peele movie. So next week, that is going to be our last uh, last movie for Black History Month. That movie is going to, or excuse me, that episode is going to be released on February 27th. Um, be sure to tune into that. We're going to have a couple of guests on that episode. So it's going to be a special episode. Taryn and Jay will not be joining us. So. Sadly. Yeah, sadly, Regretfully. it's all right in a regretfully. Couple I feel like maybe I'll by default, it's a... <laughs> yeah. Um, so that uh, get out Jordan Peele, um, February 27th, our final Black History Month movie, Alonzo yeah, um, Matthew Atkins. Yeah, Alonzo and uh, Matthew are going to be our guests on that episode. Um, be sure you are following all of our socials. You can find all of those at filmfumblers.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all of that good stuff. Yeah, if you're watching live, stay tuned for the after show. But other than that, I think that about does it. Filmfumblers.com, we'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers. It's Miller time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh.